Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our broadcast today. We're excited about today's lesson. We're going to be talking about from devastation to restoration. You know, Satan is out to destroy your life. Jesus said he's a thief. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. A lot of people today, a lot of people in the body of Christ are experiencing devastating situations in their lives. I've talked to a lot of people over the last few months even that are going through situations that in the natural, it looks as though there is no way out. But that's in the natural. That's not in Christ. That's not in the Word. That's not in God. In God, there's always a way out. From the Word of God, there's always a way out. And that's what you have to keep in the forefront of your thinking. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you there's no way. It's all over. I like to say it's never over until God says it's over, and God never says it's over until you win. So today I want to encourage you to listen for the next, oh, 20 minutes or so, and let's find out what the Word says about how you can go from devastation to restoration. If you're experiencing a devastating situation in your life right now, then I want you to know there is help, there is good news, it's not over, so just sit there for a few moments, give me your undivided attention, and I promise you from the Word of God, you're going to have hope. You're going to have confidence that God can and will see you through. Praise God. Thank you, audience, for being with us today. Appreciate you joining with us. And um, want to encourage you to open your Bibles as well, as all of those that are viewing will get their Bibles ready right now. Get your notebook, get your pen out or your iPad or whatever it is you take notes on, and let's get into the Word of God. I want you to, first of all, open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30. And while you're turning there, let me make a few comments. I want to share some things that I wrote down fresh from my notes this morning. Number one is this. Our God is a God of restoration. Everybody say that with me. Our God is a God of restoration. How many of you believe that? Anybody in the audience here ever experienced restoration? Amen. I have so many times. God is faithful. Our God is a God of restoration. No matter how devastating your life has become, God can turn it around. He is, the, he is famous for turning things around. And it's not over in your life. He can, and he wants to turn it around. In fact, this morning, I was um, just going through some notes. And not too long ago, I was getting ready to preach in a service. And I was praying and preparing for that service. And this word came to me, and I shared it with that audience that night. And I just felt led of the, the Lord to share it with you. My word is at work, so be at peace. The works of your adversary are about to cease. He thought that he had you, but I've always come through. I'm turning things around just like I said I would do. It's never over until I've had my say. That's why I'm called the truth and the way. I watch over my word when you choose to stand, and I bring deliverance again and again. So never give up and refuse to give in. It's almost over. You're about to win. That's great, isn't it? I think you got to give the Lord a good shout for that. Praise God. Amen. So no matter how devastated your life may have become, God can turn it around. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, beginning in verse 2, and shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart, with all thine soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity. Underline that phrase. 
God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations, whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee. And then notice in verse nine, it says, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. Now, God is speaking to the children of Israel here, and he's telling them that if they will just return to him. You know, many times when people are under attack, when God's people are, are under attack, one of the things Satan tries to get them to do is walk away from God. They get disappointed in God. They get discouraged. And sometimes they even blame God for the situation they're in. But let me tell you something. God is not at fault here. God's not the one who's trying to devastate your life. He, he or Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If, if, if it's not abundant life, then God's not behind it. If your life is being devastated, destroyed, ruined, you know, it's in shambles and uh, it looks like that there's absolutely nowhere to turn. That's not from God. God's not the author of that. He didn't do it. So the first thing you need to settle in your heart is this. God is not the problem. Amen. Amen. Say that with me. God's not my problem. Amen. You'd be surprised at the number of Christians who think God is behind it. I've heard people say, well, you know, the Lord is doing all this to me so that he can teach me something. Well, if that's true, why do we need the Holy Spirit? I thought the Bible said that the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. Well, God is using the devil. No, Satan is not employed by God. Amen. He's not employed by our heavenly father. Satan is a thief. He does all this on his own. It's his nature. He can't help himself. He, he, he has on his brain 24-7, kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. So settle it in your heart right now that whatever you're going through, God is not the author of it. God is not to blame. God is not at fault. You see, Satan tried to do that with Job. When Job had all of his problems, the first thing Satan tried to convince Job of was God was behind it. He said, you know, uh, uh, through Job's wife, she said, why don't you just curse God and die? But the Bible says that you must cast down every thought that is not in agreement with God's word. Right. If, God's, if it's not agreeing with God's word, then don't let it remain in your mind. Now, notice God is saying to his people here that if you will return to me, now, maybe that's the first thing you need to do. Maybe you've gotten away from God because of what you're going through. Once again, Satan will try that. He'll try to convince you that, you know, God doesn't care anything about you. If God loved you, why would you be going through this? Why don't you just turn your back on God? He doesn't care anyway. That's a lie from Satan. The worst thing you can do when you're in trouble is to run from God. You don't want to run from God when you're in trouble. You run to God. Amen. So notice he says, if you will return unto the Lord, your God, and then obey his voice, he says, I will turn your captivity. That's God's promise. If you'll just return to me and be obedient to my word, then I promise you, I will turn 
your captivity. But not only that, verse 9 says, he will not only turn our captivity, but he will restore everything that was taken. That's, that's, that's God's way. He not only will turn your captivity, he'll not only turn that situation around, but he'll make the devil pay back everything he took from you while you were going through that. That's good news, isn't it? Amen. I like to say, you know, the God kind of restoration is he does not bring you back to original condition. He improves, he increases, he multiplies, and he makes better. Praise God. All you got to do is read the story of Job, and you'll find out that when God restored Job, he didn't just bring him back to original condition. No, he gave him twice what had been taken from him. You know, uh, Jesse DePlantis heard me preaching on this one time and me talking about how that God will restore uh, sometimes twice fold as he did Job. In Proverbs, and we'll look at this a little later, it says that it's possible that you can experience a sevenfold restoration. Yes. And when I got through preaching this, Jesse DePlantis said, if what you said is true, I just got too expensive for the devil to mess with. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Make him pay you back, praise God. So obviously Satan wants you to think that it's all over. He wants you to think that there just isn't any way out of this, but that's a lie because God says right here that he will turn your captivity. The Bible makes it very clear that Satan is a liar and you cannot believe anything he says. If he is saying to you right now, there's no way, put a smile on your face you just heard a lie and believe the opposite. There is a way, praise God. Amen? You, you got to get to the place to where you're more persistent than the devil is. He will keep trying to get those lies into your mind, but you have to be more persistent than he is and cast every one of them down and replace what he says with the word of God. Amen? Praise God. So don't believe a word that he says. In fact, the apostle Paul says, once again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, that we must cast down every thought and every imagination that is not in agreement with God's word and then replace it with the word of God. If the devil says there is no way you come back with, that's a lie. Jesus said he is the way. You see what I'm doing? I'm casting down that imagination and I'm replacing it with what the word of God says. Now, Proverbs chapter three and verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not under your own understanding. You know, some of you that are watching, uh, you may feel right now that you're at your wits end. You may feel like that you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. And the Bible says, do not lean to your own understanding that you have to trust in the Lord with all your heart. I know sometimes that it's not easy. I know sometimes that seems like the most impossible thing in the world to do is to not lean to your own understanding. Well, you see, if you knew what to do in the natural and in your own understanding, you would have already done it and it would have worked. But apparently what you've tried hasn't worked your own understanding is not sufficient. So you need something bigger than that, greater than that. And that's the word of God to trust in the Lord is to trust in his word. He and his word are one in the same. So the, the key to overcoming is to find out what the word says. Amen. You know, once again, Satan is lying. So go find out what the word says. The Bible says, 
you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Praise God. So your mind can't figure these things out. You know, I remember going through a situation one time where uh, I'd, I'd been in this ministry. Uh, well, I'd, I'd been in the ministry since 69, but the first three years of my ministry was working with Brother Kenneth Copeland. And then when I launched out in, in this ministry, uh, man, I'm telling you, everything was going great. I hit the ground running. I'm telling you, I walked out of his office and walked into a fully furnished office with every piece of equipment paid for, $5,000 in the bank, places to preach. I'm telling you, I hit the ground running. And uh, it was that way for about the first two years. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like I just hit a wall. I mean, it seemed like the money dried up. It seemed like the invitations dried up. It seemed like everything had dried up. And the, the devil started in on me. He said, you failed as a businessman. You're going to fail in the ministry. Well, you know, uh, there was one thing about that that he was saying that was true. I did feel like a failure by the time I shut my business down because I deepened debt, uh, you know, and, and didn't have any way in the natural of paying all those debts back. And the devil said, you failed at business and you're going to fail in the ministry. This is exactly the way it was when you went into business for yourself. You got so far and then the bottom fell out. And it's going to be no different in the ministry. You've gotten so far and now the bottom's going to fall out. And boy, I listen to that stuff all day. Now don't look so holy in here. You've done it too. <laughs> I listen to those lies all day. In fact, I left my office and I went home. And when I got home, I'm sitting there in my study and I listened to it some more. And then the devil said, you're a failure. You're a failure. You were born a failure. You're going to die a failure. You know how he is. He'll just tell you all that stuff. And I sat there and listened to that for quite a while. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say this, and I'll never forget it. He said, if he's going to bring up your failures, bring up his. He said, remind him of Calvary. Remind him how he blew it big time. The Bible says, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So I said, Satan, you talk about a failure. I mean, you, you failed worse than any person ever has failed since the history of the earth. You failed in such a way. He said, I don't want to talk about it. I said, no, you brought this up. You're going to listen to this. And I kept telling him about what a failure he was. And then the Lord said, now, before you let him go, bring up his future. It's not too bright either. And so I talked about the devil's future. And you know, he left me. And then the, the Lord said, now get in the word and you begin to say what I say about you and quit listening to his lies. And I began to read the word. I knew these things, but I had to be reminded. Just like some of you right now are having to be reminded. You can sit and listen to that stuff and it's not going to help you. You can feel sorry for yourself and it's not going to help you. You can have a pity party and it's not going to help you. The only thing that's going to help you is number one, get fed up and put the devil in his place and then take the word of God and begin to speak it out of your mouth. And if you have to do that all day long, you keep doing it. And as you do, you're giving God something to work with and he promises that he will turn your captivity. Amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. Praise God. So don't lean to your own understanding. Your mind can't figure out what to do. 
Your mind's telling you that you might as well give up. Your mind is telling you that you're a fool for thinking that God can turn this around. You're a fool for thinking that everything's going to be fine. But once again, cast those thoughts down and go to the Word of God and begin to decree what God's Word says. If you can't think of anything, start right here with Deuteronomy chapter 30. And you begin to say out loud, God will turn my captivity. And if you have to do that all day long, I've done it. Man, I have walked the floors decreeing the Word of God. And the Bible says in the 11th chapter of Mark, that if you believe those things which you saith, then you shall have whatsoever you saith. So you just keep saying, God will turn my captivity. In verse 9, once again, from the Amplified Version, it says, and then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. In other words, everything that's been stolen from you, God says he will restore it. He'll not only turn the captivity, but he will restore everything that Satan has stolen from you. Now, let me, let me just go over some of the points I've made so far. Number one, it's important that you demonstrate that you have faith in God's ability to turn your captivity. How do you do that? By decreeing it, by saying it. Once again, it's important that you demonstrate your faith in God's ability to turn your captivity. Number two, line up your thoughts or make your thoughts conform to God's word. Make your thoughts conform to God's word. And then number three, your words must agree with God's word. I call this giving God something to work with. God wants to turn it around. But as long as you keep talking how bad it is and you keep talking about there is no way and you keep talking about nobody knows the trouble I've seen and you keep talking about the doom and the gloom, then you're not giving God anything to work with. So number one, demonstrate your faith in his ability to turn your captivity. And then number two, make your thoughts conform to God's thoughts. And then number three, see to it that your words agree with God's words. Don't let the devil and what he says be final authority. James chapter four and verse seven says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's a powerful promise. If you resist him, now notice it didn't say, if you just sit there and listen to him all day, he'll eventually leave. No, it says resist. That's an aggressive uh, word there. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And how do you do that? The primary way is by speaking the word of God. That's the example that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11. You remember when the devil came and tempted Jesus? How did Jesus resist him? He always spoke the word of God. It is written. And then when Satan attempted to get him again, Jesus came back with, it is written. And the third time Jesus came back with, it is written. And notice the Bible says, and the devil left him for a more opportune time. The Amplified Bible says, well, that more opportune time never came. You see, if you resist him with the word of God, then he has to flee. Now you say, well, I told him to go and he didn't go. Well, that doesn't sound like you were very serious about it. Didn't sound like you were very determined. You know, you, you, you have to let him know that you're the one in authority here. 
and that you're the one that's not going to back down. If anybody's going to back down, it's going to be you, Satan, not me. Amen? So you keep speaking the Word of God and let him know that you're the one in authority. You see, the Word of God coming out of your mouth is like a sword. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is powerful. I remember a time when, when uh, Satan launched an attack against myself and my family. And uh, I remember saying to the Lord, and this is in the early days of my walk with the Lord. I, I was probably three months old. I said, God, if I could get my hands on the devil, I'd choke him to death. He said, well, you can't, you can't get your hands on him. He's not a physical being. He's a spirit being. And even though you can't get your hands on him and you can't choke him to death, you can beat him up real good with a sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God coming out of your mouth. He said, just keep speaking the Word over him and you'll put knots all over his head. Well, he's got knots all over his head. I've been putting them there for 47 years, praise God. Why? Because the Word of God is powerful. Say that with me. The Word is powerful. Amen. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that it is our weapon, our spiritual weapon, the sword of the Spirit. So it's not like we're helpless. It's not like we don't have uh, any uh, thing to work with. We have been given spiritual weapons. We have been given weapons that are not carnal. They are mighty through God but you've got to use them. They can't just lay around in the book and you read about them. You've got to take that shield of faith. You've got to take that sword of the spirit and you've got to use it. And if you're determined you're not going to back down, then Satan will flee. So what I'm telling you is how you can position yourself for a major turnaround in your life. I've experienced it many times. People in this audience have experienced it. Some of you have experienced it, but maybe you just need to be reminded today that you can't sit around and listen to those negative thoughts all the time and expect to turn around in your life, a breakthrough in your life. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to get aggressive again. You're going to get the Word of God in your mouth and speak it out. And I'm telling you, if you will give that to God to work with, then God promises He will not only turn it around, but He's going to restore everything that has been stolen from you. Praise God. Isn't that some good news? Amen. Amen. I'll be back in just a moment. Watch this announcement, and then we'll continue our study on From Devastation to Restoration. You can go from devastation to restoration. Has your life had setbacks? Has Satan attacked your marriage, your family, your health, or your finances? In the book, From Devastation to Restoration, Jerry Savelle teaches that regardless of the pressure you may feel, now is not the time to give up. It's the time to get fed up, march into the enemy's camp, and take back what's yours. You can get a revelation of God's great plans for your life. He wants your life to be better, improved, increased, and multiplied. In the three-CD teaching series, How to Get Back Everything Satan Has Stolen From You, you can learn the scriptural keys to recover what the thief has stolen. God is ready for you to storm into the devil's camp and reclaim what is rightfully yours. Don't wait. Request the restoration package, including From Devastation to Restoration and How to Get Back Everything Satan Has Stolen From You today. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org. Don't get discouraged. You are a candidate for God's restoration. 
What a joy it's been to share the Word of God with you today, and I trust you've learned something. I trust you've been encouraged, and let me just uh, remind you once again, don't listen to those lies. Don't listen to those lies any longer. Cast them down and begin to speak God's Word. If you'll hold fast to the promise that God will turn your captivity, then God will confirm His Word with signs following. He's a faithful God. He'll not disappoint you. He'll not let you down. But once again, give him something to work with. Show him that you believe in his ability to turn your captivity. Conform your thoughts to his thoughts and then make your words agree with his words. That's how you do it. It's not that hard. It's just a matter of you making a decision to do it. And once you do, then God's promise is he will turn your captivity. Once again, let me remind you that our special offer is my book, from Devastation to Restoration, and then a three-CD series, How to Get Back Everything Satan Has Stolen. I'm telling you, these are powerful tools, and they will help you and encourage you. You know, you've got negative voices around you all the time. People are telling you, you might as well give up. People are telling you, uh, it's not going to work. Why do you keep believing that stuff? Well, you need some positive voices speaking into your life. Let me do it right here on these CDs. You just plug these in and I'm telling you, you're going to hear positive things. Not one word on these three CDs is negative. Not one time will you hear me tell you, just give up, Jack. It's all over. You're going to fail. Sorry, but uh, that's the best I can do for you. No, I'm going to encourage, I'm going to build you up. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to inspire you. In fact, you might run around the house three or four times before you get to tape two, okay, or CD number two. And then this book, From Devastation to Restoration, I have testimonies of people that, that read this and studied it and highlighted it and outlined it and put it to work in their life. One particular man that I know, and he gave me the testimony, and I have proof of it, that he was totally devastated in his business, but God not only turned that, but caused his business to be more financially healthier, and he experienced more wealth as a result of it. And he said it was a direct result of spending weeks and weeks and weeks in this book. He said, I didn't let it out of my sight, and God turned it all around. Praise God. And he's no respecter of persons. So order these materials, these resources right now. Don't delay. Order today. All the ordering information is on your screen right now. You can log on to our website. You can call the number. You can write. But whatever you have to do, get these resources in your hands so that you can begin to learn how to go from devastation to restoration. Now, we're going to continue this study next week, so I want to encourage you to join with us. And partners, we want to thank you for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness enables us to continue to expand, continue to reach out, and help more people all over the world. I appreciate my partners, and I appreciate them believing in us. Some of you have been partners with us for over 40 years, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that and how valuable you are to this ministry. If those are you that are watching and like to be a partner, just log on and ask for partner information. We'll send it to you. Also, I'd like for you to request our magazine, Adventures in Faith. If you haven't been receiving it, it's free of charge. Just log on to the website and ask how to receive the magazine. There's a lot of great things we have available to you, so take advantage of it, and we want to help you become the winner in life that God has called you to be. And in closing, let me remind you this. God 
loves you. God will not let you down.